here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Everything Evolves, the world's only podcast devoted exclusively to Evolve Wrestling. We are a proud member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, which you can find at VoicesOfWrestling.com or on the podcast app of your choice. And we're your hosts. We're the Wrong Boys. I'm Aaron Bentley. I'm joined by Aaron Taub. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at EvolvePod, or you can catch me at Aaron Like the Car and AT at AP Taub. Big update. For all the real Evolve Pod heads out there, we are now available on the Google Play Music Store something. Whatever it is, if you're using Google Play to get your podcasts, you can now get Everything Evolves there. AT, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the last show that we put out, Everything Evolves 15. Did you have as good a time as I did hanging out with uh, JL for about two hours? Oh, I had a great time. And I think our episode was really well received. I I know in some circles, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. People were busy with the holidays. They were busy with uh, all the hype surrounding Wrestle Kingdom. But if you have a few minutes, it's a great year-end review show. We had a ton of fun. We talked about watching porn with your pals. Um, We we got Joe Lanza to uh, commit to coming to a Democratic Socialist of America meeting. We paid, you know, we paid off the big communist angle from the flagship, you know, a month back. And it was just, I think, I think like, if you have 10 minutes, go listen to the first 10 minutes. And you're a regular listener of this show and you just like missed the last episode, go listen to uh, the first 10 minutes because I think it's some of our best stuff. We got a lot of positive uh, feedback from our pals. Um, so yeah, highly, I, I, I endorse the whole episode, but like definitely listen to our opening bit. We got some jokes off. And there's also nothing in the last episode that is out of date as of today. Like it's a year in review. So we got that angle, but we also talked about some more big picture things with Joe. And so you won't feel like you're listening to old news uh, by listening to the last episode. So I'm going to join in with, with AT on that. Obviously we both think uh, you should go back and check it out. Uh, but I think the people who really like the show will, uh, will really enjoy it. So, okay. I think the biggest thing that we have to talk about, Aaron, to start this episode is some news that dropped a little bit ago. Apparently, uh, PW Insider is reporting that Gabe Sapolsky, Evolve promoter Gabe Sapolsky, will be signing an official contract with World Wrestling Entertainment as a consultant. Uh, According to PW Insider, Gabe, quote, will retain his position 
and responsibilities with WWN and the Evolve promotion, and this is seen as a growth in the relationship between WWE and WWN. AT, your initial uh, reaction to that news? Well, I think that the the big news, which is obviously what everyone wants to hear, is how it affects me personally. And uh, I guess what's really important here is that we're off the hook. Uh, we did not cost uh, Gabe Sapolsky the WWE job that he's been working for for 20, however many years. And uh, yeah, so that's probably uh, the most important thing. Um, but no, I mean, in, in, in seriousness, I'm happy for Gabe. He's put in a lot of work over the years. And uh, while, you know, it is what it is with us and him, uh, you know, I, I was sincere. I tweeted, I was like, sincerely, congratulations to Gabe Sapolsky. Like this dude has put in the work. He gave me a lot of my favorite adolescent memories. He's a, created the product that allows us to have so much fun, you know, recording the show and bantering with our pals every month. So, uh, yeah, no, it rules. I'm, I'm happy for Gabe. And like, I think consultant's a good role for him. He gets to use his like creativity and his, his sort of wrestling smarts without necessarily having to like interface with the public. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm happy for him. So that's kind of my, my sort of high level thing. And then the next part I'm just like kind of confused about, right. Is it's like, I don't really know how this affects evolve. It says he's still going to be with WWN uh, and evolve. He's retaining his responsibilities, but who knows if that's going to be a long-term thing. Right. Or whether he's eventually going to phase himself out and work full time with WWE or whether he's going to delegate certain booking responsibilities to other people. Uh, there's really no way of knowing. And uh, if we know anything uh, about this industry is that it will not be in the Wrestling Observer, you know, when it comes out later tonight. We're recording Wednesday night. Right. Like like it'll, they'll tell us about Gabe going as a consultant and signing the deal. But like we won't have any insight into what's happening with the ball. No, I think that's for sure. Uh, of course, that's the, the same thing that I wondered about. I hadn't realized, you know, I hadn't thought about it until you said it, that we are totally off the hook. So I'm very excited about that aspect of this, uh, because as much as uh, I still think what we did was the right thing to do, obviously, you'd never want to uh, affect people's lives in negative ways if you can avoid it. So I'm really excited to hear that Gabe still has uh, the end with WWE. I'm glad that he's going to get rewarded for his. Uh, many years of labor in this industry that we both love. Uh, so that's all exciting. I am worried about what's going to happen to evolve. I hear you and I hear whoever reported this, that uh, it's supposed to be something where he's going to re retain his position and responsibilities. I think that's interesting uh, as far as wording goes, but like if he has a whole other job, I don't know how in depth this consultant job is going to be, but if he has a whole other job, how is he going to stay on top of what's going on and evolve? I know on the last show, I talked a lot about how uh, Gabe is like contract year Gabe right now. And that's kind of what we're seeing in the in the booking for Mania Weekend, especially, and in the booking of the show, the last shows that we saw. Everything's kind of exciting and fresh, uh, whereas Flow Slam Gabe was a little more like just signed a big fat contract Gabe. So are we going to continue to get hungry, uh, really trying to crank out the hot content Gabe if he's getting a paycheck from WWE? Yeah, that's what we're going to... Well, here's the thing, though, I guess. I mean, he's been consulting with NXT for months and months now and has still been running the promotion. So it's really... 
I guess we'll have to wait and see is the answer. It's, it sucks because it's like the hot news and we should have like some takes, but we really don't know how his involvement in Evolve and WWN is going to change. Um, you would think that maybe they benefit. I mean, obviously they're going to be, have a closer relationship with WWE and you think that maybe they get more of a heads up on who's going to NXT when, and maybe they're able to plan a little better sort of long-term in their storylines. But I don't know. Sorry for a, a boring take, but we really have to see. Yeah, it was just, there's too much. This was literally reported just a little bit before we started to record. So it's hard to figure out exactly what's going to happen. Gabe hasn't talked about this publicly. And so I'm not sure that he will, but he hasn't yet. And so we don't know anything about how this is going to affect uh, the promotion that we love to talk about twice yeah. a month. And uh, and yeah, I mean, so he, we're off the hook. So Gabe has to be our friend now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hashtag roofer Gabe. We started that uh, a long time ago. We've kept it going. We've gotten everyone on Gabe's uh, side, obviously. And it's all paid off. Like what we were trying to do with hashtag root for Gabe was to get him this job with WWE and it worked. I think really uh, the wrong boys have come through in the clutch. Yeah. But the next time he does something stupid, we're still going to bury him. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, But so it does make us wonder about how this, how the booking is going to play out, how that's going to change and how the roster might change. Like with this new, with this somewhat new arrangement. I mean, they've had a longstanding arrangement, but there's something new that's happening here. And I know that, you know, one of Gabe's big thing has always been finding new talent. And so I kind of wonder if that's the role that WWE sees him in is helping them to find new talent on the American Indies, the same job that, that guys like Regal uh, are doing right now. And that maybe uh, Gabe can do that same kind of gig and and jump in uh, to what Regal's doing. So, I look forward to see if that's what he's going to do with that promotion. But more importantly for me and us, how that's going to affect the Evolve roster, because it really kind of rules right now. I mean, uh, I feel like it's it's one of the best rosters they've had in a while. Do you think that uh, what they have going on now is is the best roster that they've had since at least we've been following? Well, definitely since we've been doing the podcast. I mean, yeah. the sort of like WrestleMania... Uh, the Dallas WrestleMania roster where they just had like Johnny Gargano and TJ Perkins and Drew Galloway and Drew Gulak. Like that roster is pretty, it was pretty loaded. Peter Casa and Tony Nese. Like they just, they had a lot of, uh, of talent then. So I, I think Cedric Alexander, I guess too, like they had, yeah, they were pretty loaded around the cruise, the time of the cruiserweight classic. So I don't know that I would say it's the best they've had since I've been following, but definitely the best. It's the pro- the promotion feels, I don't even know if it's the best roster, but it feels like the most, the freshest and most interesting roster, right? Like I, I would say if you looked at this roster like a year ago, it was like, oh, ACH is coming in and, and uh, you know, they're going to have Kyle O'Reilly in for a weekend or Donovan Dijak or Leo Rush. But like now it just feels like there's some like kind of like interesting characters who are kind of coming on the rise and you can sink your teeth into, into that in a way that, you know, even if uh, there was more sort of like talent, so to speak uh, at other times over the past year or so, 
it feels like there's like it's a little fresher. Right. Yeah, I think I think the really cool thing about the roster as it stands now is that Evolve a lot of times has had kind of a house style, whether it was, you know, some there for a while it was a lot of really athletic guys, uh, you know, doing a lot of uh, flips and stuff like that, which was really cool. Uh, there for a while it was the grapple fuck style. And now they have enough they have enough guys who all do different styles that the shows can be more varied. I mean, there were times when like during the Timothy Thatcher title run where there were a lot of matches that were in the grappling style. And if you didn't like that, then the whole show was kind of a bust for you. But now there's so so many different types of styles within the promotion that uh, even if every match doesn't appeal to you, there's kind of something for everybody. And if you're somebody like me who does kind of like everybody on the roster, it, it doesn't get boring. Now that they're stretching out the shows and making them a little longer, that's even more important. So, you know, it's not just the, the straight up two and a half hour show. And so because everything is more varied, it can be fresher throughout uh, the whole weekend, which makes it easier for guys like us to watch uh, all the shows. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, I guess like, like they are sort of leading into that house style of the, the hard hitting sort of more guys sell things a little more and they take their time selling things. Um, you know, I think that if you saw that they put out a little YouTube video that was like grown men watch this sort of, and it was a clip of uh, Walter versus Matt Riddle, like playing off that, that UFC fighter who made fun of the young bucks clip. Um, so they are leaning into that. But there's so much diversity throughout the card with like AR Fox is doing it. They also have great characters like AR Fox and Darby Allen, um, you know, where you have like interesting characters and people who are doing like all kinds of different things. So I think that there there is kind of like a style that they're trying to build a brand around. But then there's just like a lot of other stuff going on that they're kind of like a lot of a lot of flavors in the pot right now for Evolve, uh, you know, with some of the high flyers and like your your Darby's and your AR Foxes and when it comes back from injury uh DJZ. So yeah. I'm fired up. Yeah, I'm like I'm really in on Evolve right now. Like other than New Japan, it's probably my favorite promotion to watch right now, to think about, to talk about. So I'm really, really pumped about it. Um we're gonna get to some other big topics. Also, of course, if you're listening, you know that we're gonna preview Evolve 98 and Evolve 99, the show's coming up this weekend. Before we do that, we have a couple of more big stories that we want to get to. Uh, one of the biggest ones that, unfortunately, we didn't get to last time. Yeah, we, we wanted to make. What's that? Yeah, we blew it. We totally blew it. We talked about it a lot before that show, uh, but we, we didn't make it happen because we suck. But we're going to do it now. Uh, Perot, a member of The End, had a great article about him in the December 27th uh, I guess it's not the edition because it was just on their website, right? It was posted on December 27th at Gay Star News about Perot growing up as a gay man in New York, the struggles that he had, and I mean, some like legit, real, uh, real tough struggles that Perot went through. I mean, it was a heartbreaking article to read about, uh, you know, for instance, going through uh, conversion therapy or trying that out. And which is heartbreaking. Yeah. Like the idea of like a person going to ther- a therapist with the hopes of like not being gay anymore and like not being themselves is like, I mean, yeah. Fuck conversion therapy forever. Yes. Yes. And, uh, 
Yeah, like that's it was just this is just a great moving story. Everyone should go read it. Uh, you know, Bro talked about, you know, living in Orlando during the pulse shootings at the nightclub and like a woman who he was friends with who was killed there that night, um, telling him that he needs to be a role model to to other gay athletes. It's just a beautiful moving story. There's a happy ending. He was recently uh, was engaged uh, to a man he'd been dating. Um, so, yeah. Congrats to Perot to many happy years of uh, hashtag bears of Instagram posts. Uh, yeah. It was a really sweet story, and you're, like, glad to see that kind of representation in wrestling. Um, there was a really fascinating bit just talking about sort of, like, um, sort of the challenge for him goes two ways, where it's, like, on one hand, he's, you know, a gay man in this sort of, like, macho, like, extremely heteronormative, or I don't know, like, wrestling's very gay, obviously, <laughs> you know, when you, like, but... <laughs> But, you know, I think the culture is very heteronormative. Um, And so that's one challenge. But then it also talked about the struggle of sort of being, uh, you know, a big buff athlete and not seeing a lot of gay people, you know, on the sports teams that he follows and and things like that. So, yeah, I don't know. It was really sweet and we should have talked about it. So now we're talking about it. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to uh, to fit it in here. Because I think even as wrestling culture becomes a little more um, woke, as they say, or a little more advanced, we still don't get a lot of talk about uh, the masculinity of wrestling and like how that can be toxic at times. I mean, it's the same, I guess, in a lot of sports, Um, but we don't talk about that a ton in wrestling. And so I'm glad to see a guy like Perot who is – because he wants to come out and be proud of who he is. And I hope that it has a great effect on every locker room that he's in. And even people that uh, don't work with Perot, I hope they saw this story and it has a positive effect on them. It did on me. I was just like, thought a lot about um, how tough his young life uh, had been up to the point when he was able to be at peace with himself and it's really heartbreaking. I really hope everyone who hasn't read it yet will go read this story. And because it gives a really good sense, like it's a real, they did a really good job of, of telling his story and making you feel what his life has been like. Um, and like Aaron said, it has a very happy ending. So uh, you'll be happy that you read it. All right. One more thing that we wanted to talk about that has to do with the last episode. Uh, our pal, Joe Lanza, uh, we were talking about Chris Dickinson and his booking and, you know, that he was off the off the shows last month from wrestling because of the situation with him and uh, Rob Kiljoy of the Ugly Ducking, Ugly Ducklings. And we were kind of wondering whether, uh, you know, him being kicked off the or, you know, not being booked for the shows, what that meant, you know, in like kayfabe wise and then in reality wise. And Joe suggested that Chris Dickinson may have been in trouble based on the Leaky Gabe Twitter account last year that posted a purported locker room email. You have to remember going back that this was right after uh, David Dixon's fan posted a real locker room email, and we talked about it at length, and uh, you know things got weird after that. Anyway, uh, our pal David Dixon's fan listened to the show, 
And he responded to say that uh, regarding the belief, it was that Leaky Gabe was set up by Gabe and Chris Dickinson. And that's kind of what the idea was around, uh, that people had because Bix got a your contact is on Twitter notification when the Leaky Gabe account came up and uh, an unused one called Leaky Gabe one. And then if you tried to do the password request as an unmasking gimmick, the main account had a phone number with digits matching Gabe Sapolsky's cell phone number. And the second was the one with the email that looked like Dickinson's. So Bix said he doesn't know if it was them, but it seemed that way. And he also added that uh, Gabe was the only one of those two that was in his contacts. So it kind of made sense that it could have been Gabe. That's kind of complex and uh, confusing, but we just wanted to clean up that whole thing about what the actual belief was about what happened with Leaky Gabe. We never talked about it on this show. Yeah, because I think that at the time that the Leaky Gabe thing happened, it was like, it's something is very fishy about this. This is either a person with an axe to grind or someone in the Evolve office doing an angle. And it just seemed like a thing designed for us to take seriously and then look stupid in doing so. And I'm glad that we refrained. And uh, yeah, what a what great radio we just did. I'm glad yeah. we were, you know, That's sometimes so you get sorry. to clarify an important issue. Sometimes you do great radio and sometimes you do both uh, as we did there. <laughs> that sucks so bad. I'm so sorry, everyone. Yeah, it's all of our faults. But uh, yeah, let's do this. Uh, let's get into these previews. <laughs> oh, geez. Evolve 98 is this Saturday, my friends. It's 6 p.m., uh, they're back in Queens, New York at LaBoom. Are you going to be in the house, AT? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in the house at all three WWN shows. Oh, my. Um, really showing out for the brand. Yeah. I'm going to be in Queens on Saturday and Brooklyn on Sunday. Um, I look substantially like the person in my Twitter avatar and uh, <laughs> any photos of me that are online. Um, come say hi. I'm not weird. I promise. It'll be, it'll be chill. Um. Yeah, I hope, I'm, I'm, I hope yeah. Gabe's not listening to this part. No, I hope that he comes in and says hi. You know, <laughs> I hope everyone. You know, um, I don't know. <laughs> this is my this way. I guess it will be my first evolve show since like all that happened. But I don't know. I'm not like I don't think anyone's gonna come beat me up. So sure. that's that's what I hope. I hope I hope that the shows are good and that no one beats me up. Would you give? Gabe Sapolsky a firm handshake if he comes up and says hi to you this weekend? Um, Probably just like normal amount of firmness. Just kind of my usual average, uh, you know, handshake. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. See, that's the thing. It's like I have enough social anxiety around like greetings and goodbyes as it is. I'm always like, oh, should I give this person a hug or a handshake or like a dap like in between? You know, it's always like it's a lot of anxiety. So really what I would want to do going into this handshake is just to not overthink it. And just kind of like, just do it, you know? It's working so far. Yeah. I I mean, for people out there, if you, like, if we're Twitter friends and you meet me like at, at Mania, for example, in New Orleans, what I like to do is like the handshake that becomes a hug. That's like my thing. If we're cool, right? Like if we're already cool, if you don't know me, like a handshake is cool. I'm cool with that. But if we're buddies on Twitter, like we chat a lot. We're in each other's menchies with some regularity. Let's do the handshake into the hug. That's what I'm proposing for New Orleans this year. Okay? Now, this weekend is going to be a little strange. My mother is coming to visit, AT. So I don't know how I'm going to try to 
trick her into letting me watch Evolve um, to make sure that I'm up on everything and so that I can live tweet since you're going to be in the building. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. Not sure at this point. She's when not excited for these matches? You know, my mom is like, like everyone, she's a big Zack Sabre Jr. fan, but she also really enjoys Darby Allen's work. So I think it would be a little tough for her to watch uh, this match. She's just, she wouldn't know what to do. Fair, reasonable. Sure. Can't argue with it. Uh, what, I, what I do know is that no matter when I watch these shows, I will be watching them for 50% off with my free Club WWN trial. Nice. Which you can get at WWNlive.com. Amazingly, we were not paid a cent for that great ad read. There. No, our, we did get one, uh, you know, I don't know what their uh, marketing attribution stack is like, but yeah. we did get one tweet from our pal Thoris that uh, we we sold them on uh, on the the Club WWN subscription. So, uh, Gabe, you know, let's do some business, Gabe. Yeah, give us a cut of that free first month money. <laughs> All right. So if you want to watch the shows this week, I guess we should remind people how this how that works. You can. They're going to be the normal WWNlive.com uh, prices that everyone's used to. But if you are a Club WWN member and you can get a free month, you get 50% off of the live iPay-Per-View or the live iPay-Per-View plus uh, VOD. Now... If you don't watch it live, but you're a Club WWN blah, 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 Club WWN member, the VOD will pop up in about 10 days to two weeks, right? That's what I think that's what they've suggested. So you'll still be able to watch it pretty soon, uh, but it'll be in you know, the next 10 or so days. You can also catch these shows on the Fight TV app. That was also announced in one of the WWN alerts. But... Our friend AT has a cautionary tale about buying the shows on the Fight TV app. Yeah, my uh, my recommendation is not to buy the shows on the Fight TV app. My experience was that I bought the Fight TV app show over WrestleMania weekend a couple years back. And uh, I was like, they were doing Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. Uh, I think a couple months before their big Best of the Super Juniors match, if I'm not mistaken. But... Um, the stream just died. It was awful. I like planned my whole day around it. The stream sucked. But then like they were allowing people who got it through WWN to like get free VODs as a makeup. And so like I spent all this time like going through the back catalog and picking up out the shows that I wanted. And I was like, hey, here are the shows I want to get. And then I got like this very like kind of like intense passive aggressive email that was like, you know, we can only do it if you get it through us. Like we don't have access to like fight TV. So we can't, you know, give you your make good and like make good was in quotes. I don't know who sent it to me, which, you know, person in the WWN office. But uh, from that point on, I was like, why would I buy it through fight TV? If I can just stream it from my computer, Chromecast it to my TV and then get like the full tech support and full ability to ask for a refund or to complain or, or whatever. So that's, that's uh, my take a little, consumer reports for you uh on this <laughs> what episode. was the what was the draw of fight tv before they had like more apps that you could use on your tv i don't even know yeah i forget it, i don't even like remember 
no, I don't even remember what the what the deal was, what the impetus was. And maybe it was like marginally cheaper. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no recollection of like why I did that. But all I know is turned out to be a bad decision for me. Well, now we know that the WWN Live stuff. There's like there's an Apple TV app, right? And uh, also Roku, I think, and it's capable of being casted with Chromecast. So there's really no reason not to do it through WWN Live. Again, we're not being paid for this. All right, let's get into Evolve 98. Uh, the big match, the Evolve Championship match, Zack Sabre Jr. defends versus Darby Allen. Now this match uh, has a long build uh, going back to Evolve 84 uh, last May when uh, Darby committed himself to becoming a better wrestler told Zach he was coming for his title. This is back when Darby was injured. He had the arm still in the sling. Uh, Darby Allen finally earned that title shot by defeating Tracy Williams and Keith Lee in a triple threat match last month at Evolve 97. I know we're both looking forward to this match, AT, obviously, but can Darby Allen take down Zach Sabre Jr.? Ooh. Well, we are the wrong boys. We are. Let's be Famously great predictions. I think Zach retains. I think our sweet woke boy, he's coming up on a full year of, uh, of, of having this title and he'll, he'll pass it uh, in late February if he does. And uh, I just, I think that he retains, I think they're pushing Darby. I think the long-term story is maybe for Darby to win it, but I don't see him winning it here. But I am really excited for this match. This is a match that they've done a great job of building. It's nice when things feel intentional, like they've been planned out in advance and not just sort of like, hey, here's this, we needed a title defense. Like this is something they've really been building. And it's something that when it, when Darby Allen first came out after Zach beat Ethan Page at Evolve 84, it was not a thing I wanted to see at all, you know, because Darby was just this guy who fell off. Of, it was entertaining, but he like his thing was he sold well and he fell off of things. And now he's becoming a more complete wrestler, but more than that, a more complete character. I really love the mini docs they've done of him, you know, in his little sheds, burning things, or the most recent one where talking about him living out of his car and, you know, cooking stuff on the George Foreman grill in the gym bathroom. It's just been really, really good. And you're into this guy as this guy who's not all there, who is working really hard and nobody believes in him. And he's, you know, committed himself to becoming great at his craft in his own weird, crazy way. And he's coming and he's been going for this title for, for, you know, eight months now he's wanted this and we've watched the journey. And yeah, I think this will be great. I think, and and and, and if Darby does well, it's his tortured selling, right? You really feel this, this, this sort of like very visceral and guttural sort of selling where you're just like, ah, oh, this is almost uncomfortable because of how much pain he seems to be in. And uh, if there's a guy who's going to torture you in the ring, it's our sweet woke boy. The man who loves the three great things in life. He loves to fight. He loves to fuck. He loves to shit post about the Neo libs on Twitter. <laughs> And I guess a fourth thing, he loves to just like twist people into knots. So I think I think Zach's going to be great here against Darby, and uh, I don't know. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, this should definitely rule. I wonder. I just I feel like they've been 
commenting a lot on the fact that Zach has had the title for almost a year. So that makes me worry that that's coming to an end. Uh, I do think it would be a little quick for Darby to beat Zach and win the title, but I wouldn't mind seeing him come up short here. And then uh, I do, I think a mania crowd would really enjoy a Darby title win. Oh, I could see it. Cause yeah, like we, do we talk about the William Regal thing? No, we haven't talked about no, that. Yeah, yet. last month William Regal came out and he challenged Austin Theory and Darby Allen to go win titles this year, and Theory already won his title. So it's up to Darby to complete William Regal's prophecy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like yeah, I think he wins it eventually, but not here. Is my certified wrong boy opinion. So congratulations, Darby, on becoming Evolve Champion this weekend. <laughs> We're so happy for you. Great. Yeah. Shout out to All right, we'll move on to the non-title grudge match between WWN champion Keith Lee and Evolve tag team champion Jaka. Now, Lee demanded this match uh, and the one he's going to have at Evolve 99, which we'll talk about against Chris Dickinson, after Doom Patrol attacked him during his kerfuffle with Stokely Hathaway and Tracy Williams at Evolve 97 last month. Uh, This seems like a really cool matchup, AT. Like, I just... I think I know what this match is going to look like, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Thank you for reading Kerfuffle. I wrote that. I, for those, <laughs> those listening, a little sneak peek behind the scenes. I wrote Kerfuffle in the show notes, and uh, Aaron went with it, and he uh, he really accentuated it, and I appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I thought that, uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be a lot of, like, Keith Lee beating the shit out of Jaka and Jaka selling well and making you believe in him the way we saw with the Zack Sabre Jr. matches. And uh, Jaka, I hope that Jaka just keeps getting more. I hope that like these performances give him goodwill because those Zack Sabre Jr. matches were great. And I feel very invested in his character and his progression. And I hope that um, the dividends, you know, we'll see the dividends from that at this show at Laboom. And we know that Jaka is good in non-title matches against champions. Right. He has a win over Zack Sabre Jr. So perhaps maybe that's like his thing. Is he's the king of the non-title match. <laughs> he's like the Hiroki Goto. Of, yeah, perhaps. Uh, of Evolve. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into this match. I'm with you. I, I don't know. I don't think anybody else feels this way, but Keith Lee has gotten kind of boring to me, which I've said on this show before. So... Uh, it would be really cool. I'm way more into Jaka than I am into Keith Lee, basically. So I'm really into seeing Jaka win this match. Not saying that I'm not predicting that to happen. I'm just saying that's what I'm into. That's what I would like to see. The next match on the card is uh, the previously mentioned Austin Theory defending his FIP World Heavyweight Championship in a rematch against Fred Yehi. But this one's going to be a little different because Theory defeated Yehi. Uh, under standard Evolve rules. And now there's going to be a rematch under FIP rules, which according to the WWN alerts means there are no rules. I don't, are you into like a no rules match between Fred Yehi and Austin Theory? I mean, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, it's just weird because it's, it's funny because it's like Theory won the match in a match with rules, but you would think that no rules would benefit theory more than Yehi as a heel with a heel manager who can intervene on his behalf with no consequences. Like Priscilla Kelly doesn't even have to worry about getting caught, right? Interfering. She can just like jump in, like beat on him 
if she wants. So it, and Fred doesn't have any kayfabe friends to come out and defend him. So it just seems like, it seems like uh, Yehai's getting kind of a raw deal here in that, you know, he lost the title and now is the rematch is under worse circumstances for him. But I guess the idea is he held the FIP title for such a long time that he's the master of the no rules match. I don't know. I don't care about the stipulation. <laughs> I guess this is the answer. Do you care about the stipulation? Not at all. Like it only makes me think it's not going to be as good of a match as the last match was. Yeah, and well, that's yeah. That's, their last match was good, and it was a nice story of yeah. sort of Yehai dominating with his quickness and his his control, so to speak, and in theory, mm-hmm. getting his uh, his uh, you know his big moves off and picking up the win with a little help from Priscilla Kelly. Um, but yeah, we did some. Uh, we did a little. Uh, you know, we actually we just saw it on the WWN alerts, but we answered an unsolved mystery <laughs> from a couple shows ago. We posted about it on Twitter. But Full Impact Pro Wrestling still exists. Um, they will be running February 2nd uh, in Ybor City. So, uh, Big news for the 12 people who will be there. I'm really excited for them. And uh, it's, FIB's back, baby. Yeah. So the next match on the card, catch point. Tracy Williams and Dominic Garini along with Stokely Hathaway, will take on Ring Kampf. The returning Timothy Thatcher teams up with Walter for this match. Of course, Thatcher has been hanging out in Europe uh, ever since he lost to Darby Allen at Evolve 91 in August. Uh, did you catch the mini-doc about Walter and Stokely Hathaway, AT? Yes, but first I want to break in with some breaking news that I just oh. saw on Twitter. Oh, A tweet from our friend, the nicest boy in all of Ireland, Garrett Qu- Kidney, tweets out, I'm delighted. Did you see this? Did you know about this? No. Garrett Kidney tweets out, I'm delighted to announce I've accepted the role of digital producer with Impact Wrestling. What? And uh, he's super excited to dive into the job. And I just I wanted to stop what we were doing. Wow. Because I thought we should give a shout out to our friend Garrett on a monumental moment. If you don't know Garrett Kidney from the Voices of Wrestling website, and if you're listening to this, you probably do. But this dude just loves Impact Wrestling this awful unlovable thing with all his heart and he has chronicled it better than anyone could possibly imagine better than the company deserves for years and years. And he's finally gotten a job with them. So I just wanted to stop what we were doing to just congratulate Derek. Cause uh, I was just so happy for him in my heart. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more. Garrett is like just one of the legitimately nicest dudes on earth. And uh, it's cool when somebody loves something and like, I mean, it's it's something that he's loved that has just beaten him down for years and like not given back to him. And now uh, it looks like it's going to pay off for him. So the only thing I can think to do is for us to start doing an Impact Wrestling podcast so that we can betray Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't think of anything else that would be right for us to do in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that rules. I'm just really happy for the dude. Um, but uh, that's really, really sweet. But uh, yeah, I did. I did see the uh, the ring comp uh, catch point mini doc with Stokely Hathaway, and uh, you know Stokely's trying to buy the uh, the uh, cat. He's trying to uh, purchase the rights to ring comp and bring them under the Dream Team banner. Walter does not seem like he's really interested in talking to Stokely. Stokely's stokeling about you know doing Stokely things. Um, 
being a goof. It's great. I think I'm into like anything that gives Stokely. I just find him very entertaining. So I'm into anything that gives him uh, more of the opportunity to be kind of a focus in a storyline. And it feels like since the stuff with Matt Riddle and Catchpoint has kind of cooled, there hasn't been as much for him to do as far as really being in the thick of things and also with Thatcher away. So yeah, I'm into it. I, I think this is fun. I think it's a big time spot for Dom Guarini here in Evolve. He's had big matches other places, but this is his first sort of featured match in Evolve. So we'll be excited to see what this big, thick boy is is going to do here. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of thickness in this match, to be honest. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's thick with two Cs. And so, yeah, I'm fire, I'm looking forward to this. Um, and I think that and it's good to have Thatcher back, you know, after. Um, yeah, don't you remember how excited we were about his work after he lost the title and like when he was just kind of being a dickhead heel towards the end? You said he was the best thing in the company. I know, but uh, that match with Darby Allen wasn't very good. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't have any faith in Thatcher, like, consistently doing what he was doing there when I liked him. <laughs> I, well, I guess, I I guess we'll have to wait into. and see. I guess we will. I'm interested in it. And I like Thatcher. Like, it's great for Thatcher to be in the company, to be a dickhead heel and be wrestling forth from the top in a featured match that matters, but is not like the endless world championship reign that like will never end in like 80 minute matches against Drew Gulak. Yeah, except we're probably going to have to watch at least two Timothy Thatcher singles matches in New Orleans. They'll be good, though. Well, you may not go to the Evolve shows, though. Let's be honest. Oh, no, I feel like I'm going to go to all of them. I, mean, I have tickets for the Super Show. Yeah. And I don't know. It's tough because it's like, it was one of those things where it's like, we have this podcast and I love Evolve. But also, like, if I'm going to WrestleMania weekend, I feel like I should try to see as much different stuff as possible. Like, it'd feel dumb to come and just watch the same guys over and over again and not, like, I feel like I need to see the WrestleCon guys at some point. You know, I, I got to go see David Starr um, and like the Lucha guys who are going to be over. It would be cool to see them. So I don't know. Um, my prediction is that I go to the Super Show and then like one Evolve show. And then I watch the other one on, um, you know, on, on the on WWN.com on demand. Yeah, it's just like I can't uh I can't even imagine missing a live Daisuke Sakamoto match. So I have to be at every Evolve show. Uh if I'm only gonna say this out loud because I know Gabe isn't listening to this. If Gabe really wanted to personally attack me, he would book Sekimoto versus Timothy Thatcher. And it would be one of the most miserable moments of my entire life. Um so Gabe, don't do that if you're listening. Please don't do that. It would be great content, though. <laughs> oh, God. I want to cry just thinking about it, to be honest. Okay. Everything that you said is false. Uh, I don't think this match is going to be very good. Uh, because I don't. there's like three of the guys in this match that I don't really care about. So I probably won't like this. 
But like it has it. that like good as hell interpersonal melodrama that we love about pro wrestling. Yeah, because I'm we're into like that. messy bitches who love drama. It's like whose yeah. side is Stokely really gonna be on? And what's Walter gonna do? Is he gonna like go be with the dream team or what? So it's like, I don't know. It has yeah. a lot of that. It's titillating, I think. Well, I like the thing that I like about Stokely is to me the story is like, you know, the last time we see Thatcher, Stokely is like on his knees doing the Dixie Hulk Hogan thing, like grabbing his leg, speaking. I've got to bring an impact again on this show. And so it's like Stokely's trying to do anything because he can't stand being away from uh, Timothy Thatcher or like Timothy Thatcher not being aligned with him. And I think that's kind of fun uh, because it like Thatcher doesn't seem like that uh, important of a character in Evolve nowadays. So to be like, have Stokely be like, he just can't imagine this guy not being uh, on his squad. I kind of like that a lot, but uh, I'm not sure about love. the match. It, it is love. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's what I would do. If like, if they uh, recruited you to like the flagship, I would be Stokely on my knees, just grabbing at your leg. Like AT, please don't go. That's the most beautiful thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> oh, Next is a real special attraction match. And when I say special, I mean special. Matt Riddle takes on AR Fox. Is there anything at all, AT, that you'd like to say about this particular matchup? Yeah, I just, um, some people didn't know it on Twitter. Some people were saying that they thought it was a first time match, but obviously all of our real Evolve heads and anyone who's not a real Evolve head and has a subscription to Cage Match knows, or not a subscription, but just uses the free website, <laughs> knows that this is a rematch from October 2016's Evolve 70. Uh, which Matt Riddle won, and who can forget the post-match angle, part 25 out of 4,000 in the will will catch point break up or will they not break up storyline. He famously reconciled with the group, and uh, he gave the, uh, the classic line that is so classic that I am forgetting it right now. I thought I knew it. And, uh, oh, yeah, no, he said they were like, are you still in? And he was like, bro, I never left. So, I, love, uh, I love when you do the bro because you adopt this, like, super stereotypical New York, uh, like, Italian voice. Right. It's not like how Matt Riddle would say it at all. Right. <laughs> no, it rules. Right. Because they are different bros, right? Like the yeah. way that Chris Dickinson says bro and the way that Matt Riddle would say bro, or like at least the way that I imagine Chris Dickinson would say bro. Like they're both people who I feel like would say bro a lot. And then we know that Matt Riddle says it, but I feel like it sounds different. Yeah, it's totally different. I mean, you sound like uh, you're on The Sopranos when you say bro. Yeah. Which but, I um, but jokes aside, I like kind of don't care about Matt Riddle at all. So this match is whatever to me. <laughs> like I'm just over it. I'm just like kind of like he hasn't gotten. He's just like not interested. Like I recognize that he's good, but he's not interesting right now. His like character we've talked about in the past, and also he's just like never going to be for me. I feel like, but it's just like it feels like his character. He lost the title, but his character hasn't really progressed and you don't really like tap into his journey. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just kind of like having very good 
but unspectacular matches right now. And I'm just kind of like, this is fine. And I'm just like, when I look at both of his matches this weekend with uh, against AR Fox and against Jaka, I just feel like I'm so much more interested in what the other guy is doing. Um, I'm just like, eh. Like, it just doesn't feel like... It just doesn't feel like he's going anywhere. It just feels like he's kind of stuck being Matt Riddle. Yeah, and I think, like, the great example, the great distillation of that is that two of all weekends ago, Riddle lost both his matches. He had that cool mini-doc where he was like, I got to stop saying bro and trying to be cool and just, like, focus on these matches. And then, like, the first thing he does when he comes out the next weekend of shows is say bro, of course. And then he got two wins over Fred Yehi and Walter. So it's like, what was what you're saying of that? He kind of never changes. Like, what was the point of that? It was just like a big circle. And now we're back to the original uh, Matt Riddle. So I'm with you. Like I was a big Matt Riddle fan at a time. And it's just like, I've, I'm not soured on him. I don't dislike the guy. I'm just like, I'm not into it. Now, AR Fox for his, uh, for his sake is coming off two straight wins, just like Riddle. He beat Jason Kincaid and DJ Z. And of course he came out, and told um, Keith Lee that he was planning on challenging for the WWN title at some point. Uh, Again, I'm not making predictions on this show. I'm just like fantasy booking, which I know AT loves. Would love to see AR Fox get a win here and go on to face Keith Lee for the WWN title. Absolutely. So love AR Fox. So into AR Fox right now. Dude. That mini doc was fun. Talking about how he's like, pulling his people up with him with bringing his crew to the shows. You got to have your friends with you. Um, talked about his journey from being evolved champion and then sort of like having the falling out with the company, but now he's coming back to prove himself. I, I just, I love his act. I love the way he integrates his posse into the match and has fun spots with them. I really like his theme song. Um, and I'm just I'm just aboard the AR Fox bandwagon. He just feels like a fun, fresh thing on these shows, and uh, it's and if and the act feels different even from the last time he was here. Like having the posse is such a big difference maker of his students and I, I believe his wife. And it's just uh, yeah, it's great. It's so I hope yeah I hope he wins and and keeps climbing. When I started watching the mini doc and saw that it was called the highest flyer in professional wrestling, I thought it was about like you and your porn friends. And uh, so I was very confused when like <laughs> AR Fox popped up. I, I thought it wow. might actually be video of you guys like uh, smoking weed and uh, jerking off together to porn. Like I thought that's what was coming on this, <laughs> on this mini doc. Wow. What a yeah. callback. And yeah, um, yeah, to be clear for listeners who didn't listen to our last episode and don't know what that's about. <laughs> oh, um, I think it's pretty clear. AT. I think I just explained it pretty well. I bought weed over WrestleMania weekend. I came back into the car. My friends were watching porn. They were not jerking off. I did not choose to watch the porn. It was just on. And then shortly after it was turned off, nobody jerked off. Um, and uh that's that. Uh, the next match, I think, running down the, the card wow. is uh, wow. the Bob Tag Team Champion. Wow. Dickinson. I was going to make a joke about that. 
Hold on, AT. First of all, I, I drive this ship on this show. I move on to the next match when I want to move on to the next match. And I just want to be clear. I do not want to pick up a possession charge in New Orleans this year, okay? I'm an abstainer. And they don't really have laws in uh, Louisiana, so I'm really worried about any interactions with uh, so-called police officers in that state. I just want to be clear about that. That's it. Yeah, uh, I will make sure to buy the weed far away from you. And you. I will not tarnish your good name or accidentally yeah. goad you into having a good time. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I have like, I have a straight edge tattoo. I mean, it's, I'm pretty real over here. I'm pretty serious about this. Yeah. Got to stay on brand. I, oh, I have to. I have to. Okay. Now, AT, we can move <laughs> on to the next match. Wow. Just try. I think you are, maybe you are being recruited by some bigger podcasts because it's like you're trying to <laughs> kick me down. Yeah. And, trying to uh, take over the show. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, well, just go on. Tell us about the next match, AT. Go ahead. Well, I can't really do an impression of you. I feel like I was like, what would my Aaron Bentley impression be like? And I was like, I don't really have one. It's just like a, just like, just like my friend Aaron, like running down the matches, you know? Um, I like, can't even do like your slight Southern twang. Cause it's like, it's not like you have a drawl that could really be like played up for comedic effect. It's just kind of like a nice little, a honey coated twang. Sure. Slightly and, long uh, eyes and A's. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this feud dates back to the end's initial attacks when they entered the promotion in October. Uh, so they've been going back and forth for a while. And uh, most recently, the at- the end attacked Jaka after the main event of Evolve 97 last month. Uh, Chris Tickinson took out Perot and Odinson, but Drennan hit him with a chair and then smashed Jaka's knee with a chair. The show ended with Dickinson brawling to the back with the end in a one-on-three fight. See, I'm not as good at it as you are. That's why we have, that's why we flipped the reverse. Cause I just like read the notes that I wrote down <laughs> word for word and they sound totally unnatural and bad. Um, so, uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm glad we could do this, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we could prove a point. Yeah. I would never have done 16. that. If we, you know, obviously we had to change, you know, sometimes the listeners get bored of certain subjects and you just kind of have to move it along. <laughs> um, I'm into this. Because I'm into Chris Dickinson right now. Like, they, they got me really into him last month without him wrestling a match. And so I'm pumped to see this. I want to see what uh, POD looks like in the ring. And uh, I'm into this. We'll see what happens. Yeah, same. We'll get a chance to see if they can actually wrestle or not. A big, big, big uh, opportunity for them. Because I know that they wrestle in other places, but I haven't really uh, watched them anywhere else. So... I think they've been interesting as characters, um, and this will be a chance to see if uh, they can uh, ring up some stars on the old uh, Aaron Bentley spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a new spreadsheet going for 2018. Oh, happy new year. Thank you. Will they make it on the spreadsheet? Already got a couple of really good matches this year. It's very exciting. Uh, the Is this the opening match? Are they doing the... Is this the prelim match or are they doing a couple of prelims again? I think it's the, I think this is the one prelim. I think that there's like full prelims on the Brooklyn show, but not okay. the LaBoom show. Yeah, Let me check LaBoom's schedule. Sure I don't know if this is like a choice that like a creative choice that's being made or if LaBoom just has a thing at 
eight or whatever. And oh yeah, that's why they're know, going at six. You know, or hold on, let's see. Well, while you're looking at that, I'll tell everybody about this match. It's going to be a yeah. four way freestyle: Jason Kincaid versus Jared One Twenty with his lovely assistant Candy Cartwright, and then two other dudes. We don't know who the two other dudes are going to be. Uh, if you remember from last time around, Jared and Jason Kincaid wrestled to a time limit draw. And uh, that was the opening match, or that was the final prelim match on the second show, right? And if Jared wins this match, they're going to do another four-way freestyle at Evolve 99. And if Jared wins this, then Jason Kincaid gets bumped out of that match and back down to the prelims. So I'm really into that stipulation because uh, it goes to that the whole hierarchy thing that I was talking about two episodes ago when we reviewed Evolve 96 and Evolve 97. And it's like, you get to bring real stakes to the bottom part of the card. And uh, that, that makes this, that makes this match more interesting to me, even though I really don't care about Kincaid or Jared, but now I'm like, Oh cool. Like this has stakes and I'll be excited to see uh, which way they go. Yeah. So I have an update. It's a mega tropical Saturday after the show at Laboom. That's going to be Camilo with uh, Steph Cakes and Jumpin' Jay. And uh, so that's that's what's happening. But it's a, it starts at 10 p.m. So theoretically, if Evolve wanted to have pre, you know, full prelims, and well, it depends how long it takes to like take down the Evolve set and get ready for Mega Tropical Saturday. Yeah, they so, got to get rid of the ring and like do whatever they're going to... Now, we all know that what's really going to happen is there's going to be like a tropical scene <laughs> for this whole show. It's going to rule. Right. Yeah, like the Halloween shows where it's like a <laughs> yeah. Halloween circus and then like wrestling in front of it. Yeah. yeah. LaBoom's the best venue in all of wrestling. Fuck anyone disagree. who says otherwise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... It's. I did all that research, and we have an inconclusive answer. <laughs> I hope that there will be a uh, an, an intermission for me to go to the bathroom and say hi to my friends. Uh, well, I guess I will, we'll have to see. I will say that in the alerts on Evolve 99, they specifically mentioned the prelim shows. So I think it's a pretty safe bet that there aren't going to be prelim matches. Prelim matches, I meant. Prelim matches on this uh, card, Evolve 98. All right, that's it for that show. Let's move on to Evolve 99. It's going to be on Sunday in Brooklyn, New York at St. Finbar Church. Starts at 7 p.m. Again, WWNlive.com and uh, Club WWN. Now, I saw it confirmed in our mentions that this is literally at the ass end of Brooklyn. You're going to take yourself all the way out there for this for this show? Yeah, I'm committed to the brand. I'm going to the double header because I got to go to Style Bow. Oh, I got to yeah. see Nick Gage versus Walter. Sure. You know, you're going to be at this church all day. I'm going to be at church all day. Most time I've spent at a church. <laughs> I was going to say ever. that. I don't know if I've ever spent that much time at church on one day. I was going to say that, but I couldn't decide if it was like anti-Semitic. If I said no, that. I don't think it's anti-Semitic. It's fair. Okay. It's just a true. It's just a true fact. Um, <laughs> but I love. I love catholics so i feel like i'll be right at home probably my favorite of the christian dom- denominations if i had to choose you know i'm yeah. just sort Do you of have like a top three like, rankings yeah well because catholics are just like whenever i met a catholic at north carolina i was like oh you're like basically a jewish person like you have the guilt complex you're like um you know you probably your family maybe came from the north so we have like kind of a shared 
um, experience. Like I, I, I'm Long Island growing up on Long Island. I'm just sort of very comfortable in that, like that, like white ethnic milieu. Right. With like, kind of like Italians and Irish people or like people I sort of grew up around. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I, I was saying before we started recording with Joe Lanza, I was like, Italian people are just like, like, like more like aggressive Jews or they're more like aggressive, aggressive Jews are more passive aggressive. I feel like, and, but like, I feel like when I watched the Sopranos, I was like, Oh, the family dynamics here. Cause obviously that's what all Italian families are like, you right. know, the one from this right. violent TV show. But I feel like, you know, I was like, Oh, the, the, the internal the dy- dynamics here kind of check out for me. We had a lot of good stuff that uh, was not recorded for the show with Joe Lanza. Uh, I was disappointed about that, that I didn't just hit record as soon as we got Joe on the line so that we could include some more uh, funny stuff. But I'm sure we'll have Joe back on in the future. So let's get into the matches for Sunday night. Uh, Main event number one is the WWN Championship match. Keith Lee is going to defend against Evolve Tag Team Champion Chris Dickinson. Of course, he will have defended, or not defended, but had a non-title match against Jaka the night before. Uh, there is no explanation given from WWN for why this match is for the title and the other one is not. Uh, we just know that it is. They have wrestled before. It was on a Battle Club Pro slash Tier 1 joint show that ran right before Evolve's uh, April 22 show last year at Laboom. Okay. We're both, well, you're kind of the leader of uh, the Dirty Daddy fan club. The Sons of Dirty Daddy. The Sons of Dirty Daddy, I'm sorry. I have like uh, a free trial month in the Sons of Dirty Daddy. So, but we're both both on Team Dirty Daddy. So I got to think we're both equally excited for this match. Well, I'm more excited because I'm like fully in it and you're just have a trial, you know. I'm more ride or die. You're like, you're trying, you're trialing Trying out the Sons of Dirty Daddy bandwagon. I'm driving it. So I would probably say that I'm a little more excited. But in any, but yeah, we're both, you could say that both of us are excited. And uh, no, I'm fired up. I mean, I think that this is a huge match for uh, Chris Dickinson, right? I think that if you follow this guy on Twitter, he has been chomping at the bit for a chance to really show himself. Like over summer, it was just like a lot of like angry, frustrated tweets about, you know, why aren't I getting booked? I kill it every time. You know, everyone says I'm unsafe, but I'm safe. I'm great. Um, you know, I killed it at PWG. They never brought me back. Like, you can tell that this dude is, like, ready for, he's ready for his shot. And he's, he's pissed off about not having it yet. And uh, here you go. Keith Lee, main event for Evolve. And it's a, it's a big match. And uh, I'm sure he knows that. And uh, I imagine he'll be wrestling at 110%. I mean, I think we saw when Jocko was given these uh, these opportunities, you know, with Zack Sabre Jr., he really came through. And uh, now we'll see what uh, what Dickinson's really got here against Keith Lee. This is, I'm, I think that, like, sometimes there's, like, great kayfabe drama and great, like, real-life human drama. And this is some really great like real life human drama. You're like, all right, it's, it's cool to see how dudes uh, perform and step up in the big moment. And uh, yeah, I think this could be great. 
it's really going to be a bummer for me if Keith Lee beats Jaka and Chris Dickinson <laughs> because uh, they're both kind of like on the rise in this promotion. And I, we've talked a lot about how these are two guys that Evolve could build around. And I would love to see at least one of them get like a huge elevation this weekend uh, with a win over uh, Keith Lee. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to make a prediction so I don't uh, curse the dirty daddy. So we'll move on to the main event number two. It's being billed as the battle of the best. It's a non-title match with Evolve champion Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Walter. Now, Walter lost both of his matches last month, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Uh, Zach, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is getting pretty close to a year in his title reign. He won the title off Tim Thatcher February 25th of last year and has racked up 11 successful defenses. So the big question that we didn't cover when we talked about the tag match is, is Ring Kampf a fascist gimmick? I don't know. We got a lot of interesting <laughs> response. I don't have a good answer. We got a lot of interesting responses on Twitter. What one person told us was that they were trying to like reclaim, they want to take back the imagery from that sort of like World War II time period for good instead of letting the Nazis hijack it, um, which I feel like uh, the horse is kind of out of the barn there, you know? Yeah. And I guess like, I don't know, as like Americans, you're just like, uh, I don't know. But then someone else told us that Ringkampf is literally the word for wrestling in German. So it was like, I don't know if you just ban the word Kampf forever. Um, I mean, Kampf means life. We know that. So I just thought it meant ring life. I thought it meant struggle. Oh, I guess I was my Kampf is my struggle. Yeah, I mean struggle. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know German. I'm sorry, everybody. I lived in Germany. Yeah, you had in the game, man. Really? How long were you in Germany for? <laughs> How, how you long? Never told me about this. Uh, I mean, I was a baby, and it was like a year that I lived in Germany, my, doing army things. Yeah, my dad was in the military. We lived in Stuttgart uh, in like '87. Wow. Yeah. What a time! <laughs> it was quite a time to be alive, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I think like a lot yeah, of the people. Yeah, tell me about your thoughts on on whether it's fascist or not. I'm 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 willing to hear the argument. Okay, well, I do want to say that a lot of the people that I really like on Twitter were like, I don't know, it seems kind of fascist. Um, but Alan Forel did say that he has talked to some of the Ringkampf guys, although not Walter. He didn't mention Walter specifically. And that he he didn't have like the exact explanation, but he took like a positive vibe from what they said. Uh, and I assume he means positive as opposed to fascist. <laughs> so uh, since Alan is like, like Garrett Kidney, they're like two of the nicest people in the world. So um, my thing is just like the jackets are very fashy. And when they stand there in the ring, like with their arms behind their back, it's just like very Nazi soldier. Like that's the look that it puts off. And it always kind of puts me uh, at unease and makes me uncomfortable in like that part of the presentation of, uh, of ring Kampf. Yeah, it's like if you're a German or Austrian person and you're coming to work in the United States, just pick a different color. It doesn't have to be black. You know, just any other color kind of to sort of, you know, just to be like super, you know, uh, you know, just to be super clear, right? 
you know, but I mean, it is shitty from our perspective, like to be like, you know, like every other stereotype that we would have of people is offensive, but somehow it's okay for us to be like, oh, you're German, you're wearing black, you must be, a Nazi. you know, you would never. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the, but the jackets are very military inspired. Sure. No, that's, that is true. About that. And it's I understand. Yeah. And I know like the German military, or the Austrian military is not, you know, uh, a Nazi organization at this point, but right. it's like. I, yeah, maybe I am being shitty. I don't know. But right, because we're like, oh, yeah, like they should never have an army, you know, or whatever, right? <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, like obviously they're Nazis. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we definitely know, nailed just... this topic. We really <laughs> want some good thoughts. Yeah, we rule. Uh, yeah. As for the match, mm-hmm. I really like matches with Zach against a really big dude. I think I like matches in general where it's a smaller guy who's like submission-based trying to take down a really big guy. Like I really wanted to see for, uh, you know, before he hung it up, I really wanted to see uh, Brian Danielson against Brock Lesnar. Like I thought that would have been a really cool match. And this is that same kind of thing. Like Zach had uh, a really great match with Hiroki Goto in New Japan. So when he can like try to use his submissions to break down a guy who's clearly much bigger and stronger than he is, that's kind of one of the best iterations of Zach. So I'm pumped for this. Right. His first match in Evolve against Ethan Page was really or the match in San Antonio against Ethan Page is really good. The Ishii match at the uh, New Japan G1 yes. in America specials was really yeah. good. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this will be great. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens, right? We saw ja- uh, Zack Sabre Jr. lose that non-title match to Jaka a few months back. He's coming up on a year. You know, do you see, you know, Walter's coming off two straight losses. So I don't know if you're going to beat him again. So maybe you start seeing like maybe Zach wins against Darby in a hard fought match and then loses the non-title match. And you're starting to wonder um, whether the ultimate class warrior is, is sort of uh, kind of coming up on the end of this title reign. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Is there an Austrian economics joke to be made in here? It probably, but someone it had to be made by someone who's better read than I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see what you're saying because. I mean, it's it's like the opposite of the Jaka story we were talking about, right? Of like maybe he's just really good in non-title matches, but not in the big match. And you could tell a similar not that that's the story they're telling, but you could tell a similar story of Zach not necessarily bringing uh, the same amount to uh, these non-title matches. I don't think that's what he did against Jaka, but uh, it wouldn't hurt him to lose here. And Walter can't just lose every match going in. Uh, well, I guess he can, but I, I don't think it'd be good for him to lose every match going into Mania weekend. Yeah, he should win. It's, he should win. He has a, he won the first <laughs> match against Yehi, but he's lost uh, three since. He should win. Well, yeah. Great analysis. Yeah. That's why uh, they uh, pay us the zero dollars. We get paid for this podcast. <laughs> we, uh, we're worth every penny. Oh, for sure. Uh, special challenge match number one. AT's already sounded off a little on this one. Evolved Tag Team Champion, Jaka versus Matt Riddle. Interestingly, not their first matchup. They've met once before in Beyond Wrestling. Uh, Do you have anything to add to your previous take that Matt Riddle sucks and you wish he'd go away? Uh, I feel like that's kind of a little bit much. That's not exactly what I said. (laughs) But but no, yeah. I don't know. I hope Jocka wins. I'm sure it'll be good. I mean, it depends what it's like. Kind of depends on what happens the night before. You know, know, with Jocka against Keith Lee and 
Matt Riddle against AR Fox, like who wins and loses. It's, I don't know. And some these sometimes these second night matches are like hard to talk about because you're like, well, it kind of really depends on what they did the night before as far as like where their character is at any given moment. So we'll see. I'm a little concerned about this match because I think the really great Jaka matches have been when he has a partner who is going to go all out like Zach does in basically every match. I don't know that Matt Riddle is going to be up as much for a match against Jaka as, as uh, he might be against, you know, like a Keith Lee type match or one of those. So I worry that Jaka is not going to get the same chance to shine in this match as he did against Zach. We'll see. We will. I really have. I feel like I'm like anything could happen in this match. I don't know. I have like, I'm like, I don't really know. It's true. I mean, like, don't really have like a fully formed opinion. But you're right. We really need to know how their matches went on night one Mm -hmm. to have any real. You know, unfortunately, we can't just like do a podcast and get it released, and you guys can listen to it in between the two shows. You know, it just doesn't work out that way. So, right, that's on the uh, when we start our own Patreon tier to compete with the flagship. I think That's we would get. I think we would get at least double what they've gotten so far. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Maybe three times. Yeah, at least. Special challenge match number two. Fred Yehai taking on Timothy Thatcher. Uh Thatcher previously beat Yehai in an Evolve title match at Evolve 78 back in February. And that was the night before he lost the belt to Zack Sabre Jr. Uh this is going to be terrible. I'm really not looking forward to it. If I don't watch live, I will ask people before watching whether I should watch this match. That's pretty mean. And I am excited. I just feel like Thatcher, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I don't. I definitely watched the title match at Evolve 78, but I have very little recollection of it. And. I feel like the styles won't match up the way I want them to. Like, I feel like I think both of these guys are interesting in certain contexts. And I feel like this context will be a little grapple. Might get a little grapple fuck. So, uh, yeah, I I could see how it could be bad, but it's early enough in the show that it probably won't be long. So there's that. Yeah. I just think these guys play into each other's worst instincts. Like, Maybe this is just the kind of wrestling I like now that I'm going to say this about two matches pretty close to each other. But I like Fred Yehai also against bigger dudes. Yeah. He's trying to, well, but that's kind of his thing, right? Is that right. he's trying to figure out a way, a creative way to do things. And I think he gets to shine a lot more when it's a big dude who he's got to try to really be creative to take down. Well, Thatcher's a big dude. He's, he's definitely like a big, big dude. in a different way. Yeah. But he's not like a power dude. Right. Um, he's I mean, his own thing. Right, because Yehai can grapple with Tim Thatcher. I don't think there's any question. Like, from a kayfabe perspective, he can grapple with him. And Thatcher, of course, is going to think he's a better grappler than Yehai. But I don't think Thatcher's going to come in and try to, like, manhandle Yehai or try to overpower him in that kind of way. I mean, that's not the match I expect to happen. I'm just afraid it's going to become a grappling thing. But you're right, it's probably going to be 12 minutes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks, AT, for adding <laughs> on to that. Really appreciate that. Four-way freestyle, Darby Allen. <laughs> Darby Allen versus Austin Theory, joined by Priscilla Kelly, versus Tracy Williams, and versus either Jason Kincaid or Jared 120. Uh, it depends who wins the match the night before, as we spoke about 
a little bit earlier. And um, I don't know this. I mean, does this tell us that Darby's losing? Hmm. Like it'd be weird for yeah, the now that you think. Now that I think about it, it's like yeah, it'd be weird to put. Although I don't know, maybe that's like it's a that could be a non-title thing. Well, sure, but it just got, would kind of be weird for the Evolve Champion to be in this kind of match. Kind of, but there's precedent. I feel like the night after Samoa, like the next ROH show after I'm watching all those old ROH shows now, that uh, the night, like the next show after Samoa Joe won the title, he was in like a weird, dumb four-way that was non-title. But then he like put the title on the line and beat a bunch of guys. I don't know. Like, like, I don't think this is what's happening at all because I think Zach wins. But it would be cool to do like... Austin Theory gets a pinfall on Darby Allen in this four-way after Darby's the champion. He has a non-tie. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't – it doesn't tell us he's losing. All right. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, I'm really into Darby and Austin Theory right now, so that will overcome the other two people in the match for me. And uh, I, I, I intend to enjoy this. Do you think they've given up on Tracy Williams? It seems like it, right? He's really pushed – he's really – uh, de-emphasize on both of these shows. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's like he's de- Yeah. Right. It's like, he's been kind of, he's kind of getting stuffed in these multi-mans. He's in that tag team match. So we'll see what they do with him in that tag team match. It's weird now because it's like catch point is kind of like this weird stable where it's like, um, it's like kind of weird, a mix of weird alignments where it's like Jocka and Dickinson are like tweeners who lean face. Right. Like, I feel like if, juxtaposed against the end as they're being sort of like set up their baby faces they still do like post-match attacks so it's hard to say then tracy williams is like a full heel and then stokely hathaway is like a heel in name but if you were in any kind of danger he would be like roundly cheered you know what I mean? Like, if you ever did a thing where, like, there were stakes for Stokely Hathaway, the crowd would be behind. Like, he's beloved, right? So sure. it's like kind of like a weird... Uh... I mean, catch points just never made sense. You know, it's sort of like a, a cohesive thing. It's all... I don't know. I'm like, well, it really doesn't make sense. There's, like, heels and faces, and it's, like, weird. But then it's like, that's just been catch point. It's It's never been a cohesive thing that really clicks or makes sense. No, no, it hasn't. You're right about that. So the the only thing left that we haven't talked about on this show are the, the prelim matches. Uh, we're going to see Shane Mercer, KTB. Uh, they've listed Jared 120, but I guess he will probably not be in a prelim match if he's in the four-way freestyle. And Wheeler, Yuta, and others. Um, the WWN Alerts said that Evolve has other great new talents set to debut. We don't want to reveal their names now. We want you to see them without any preconceived thoughts this Sunday. I find that very weird. I like it. Or like, they're like, we don't want you to like hear from a bunch of like indie dorks before you go watch this. That <laughs> we want you to decide for yourself whether they're good instead of. I, I'm into it. I think it's right. cool. Do we have? We don't have the scoops on who this is going to be, right? No. That's unfortunate. Somebody sliding the DMs. Tell us who's going to yeah, be the there. DMs are open. They are open. Oh. Uh, well, I, we will never give up our sources. 
I, if we haven't proved that. It's a lockbox, baby. So slide on in. Well, I hope they, <laughs> I hope they keep using the prelim matches to kind of move people up and uh, you know create stakes within those. I thought that's been pretty cool. I was down on the prelim matches, but they've been pretty cool so far. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's. We're going to also talk about style battles since AT is going to be there, and it's. Yeah, I imagine a lot of people listening to this in the New York area will as well. Yeah, and I think a lot of. And I think that this 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 style battle show, I think, got a lot of buzz for this evolved weekend. Yeah, for sure. Plus, like, well, I guess this also confirms what you just said. But a lot of people who we know like our show and listen are also really into this style battle show. So I think it makes sense for us to chat about it a little. This will definitely be the first style battle I've ever watched. I've watched one before. Or part of one. I watched one <laughs> of the ones with MJF. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I like stopped in the middle. I watched <laughs> the first two rounds, and then I was like, oh, I should do something else instead of <laughs> watching this like weird alternate, like not quite canon WWN show Yeah, in a weird venue with like 30 people yeah but this is like a the thing about the other style battle shows is that uh, i'm gonna die one day you know (laughs) 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 and i just i just can't uh can't be doing that you have this this real existential problem about like whether you're wasting your time watching rest like wasting the time that you have to live watching wrestling Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's tough because like I, I talked about this, I think on Twitter, I don't know, if, I don't think I said it on the podcast, but I'm just torn between like two sort of competing impulses. And like on one hand, it's like, wow, wrestling is the best fucking thing on the on planet Earth. I want to watch all the old ROH shows. I want to watch, um, you know, all the old New Japan shit. I want to learn about Lucha. I want to like get into a weird UWF Akira Maeda shoot style shit. Like I just want to fucking shoot it into my veins, <laughs> you know? And then the other impulse is that like, I'm almost 30. This isn't my job. Like I'm going to die one day. Like, and it's like a great hobby, but it's also like a very passive hobby. Like you're just going to be like, Oh, what'd you do? Uh, I just watched a bunch of wrestling. <laughs> twice a month i did a po- dumpy podcast about it you know what i mean and also and like the third the other thing too the real thing is like the world is a shit show we're all gonna die in a climate tsunami unless we like get our act together so it's like i really should like watch less wrestling and do more organizing and so um okay so you're saying that in instead of watching wrestling you should be like doing that kind of stuff like organizing yeah, yeah. You're not just saying like, oh, I really need to be like going out and hanging out with my friends instead of watching wrestling. Right. No, fuck them. Okay. Just making yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, and also I-, I need I need time to game. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that was that was maybe the most Chavo Trap House moment we've ever had on this yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, um, we did it. We totally did it. Okay, well, I can accept that take of like, I really need to be out trying to do things that actually impact the world. Yeah, because like your job, your actual job, like actually matters in a way that like, I don't know, like if any of my clients are listening, marketing and ad tech are very important and it's like a good job (laughs) and I love you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to live my cool freelance lifestyle and do this fun podcast. 
but um, but it's not as impactful as like what you do defending prisoners who've been abused by the justice system. Well, I or, do like yeah, representing them. Sure. Like I do feel sometimes like bad about not being more involved, like politically or activist wise. And then I think I try to justify it by being like, but yeah, I spend most of my days doing stuff that I already think is important. Like, so I'm not sure if that's like just patting myself on the back or if it's actually a legit excuse. And I should just get to watch 90s all Japan all night when I come home. Exactly. Right. You deserve it. Um, but on a serious Thank note, I mean, this podcast does provide a lot of meaning in my life. It's been all, it's awesome to connect with like other people and have a good time and talk to them. So I don't want to like, you know, downplay it. This is great. I love doing this. We get to hang out and talk all the time. So I don't know. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool for me because like I feel like I've made a really good friend in yeah. UAT. And me so too. I, so like that's like the best part about it, maybe to me. Yeah. Uh, but also, AT, this will live forever. This will live on the internet. On the yeah. internet, yeah. Like yeah. somebody will dis- will like discover evolve in the way we watch like old wrestling. Right. And it'll be like we will be the through the years. Right. We're the through the years of Evolve. Yes. Yeah. Except like, I know it's live. It's just a little yeah. different. Even better, but, actually. Uh, it is. So somebody will discover this one day and uh, more people will care about it after we're gone than, than care about it now. <laughs> what a legacy. Yeah. Um, a legacy. Yeah. Speaking of uh, politics and. Uh, wait, 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 we haven't talked. We haven't finished talking about style battle yet. No, I was going to I was making a. I was going to do. I was making a transition. Oh, all right. It's like kind of the moment's gone now, but I was going to say, oh. you know, um, we all need to do more direct action. And what could be a better, bigger direct action than robbing a bank, Aaron? <laughs> wow, I really stepped on you so bad. I'm so sorry. That's cool. Oh, you're right. Uh, bank robbery is really cool. I was watching Baby Driver. Have you watched this movie? Yeah, it's unfortunate that Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the movie bangs. It's so yeah, good. It I love the music. It's so much fun. And I was watching it, and I was thinking, like, why do I love bank heist movies so much? And I was like, oh, yeah, because robbing banks is cool. Right. That's why. Yeah. As long as you, it sucked that they they killed people along the way, and, like, that yeah, was sure. the moral struggle that you have to deal with. But if nobody gets hurt in a bank robbery, you just rob a bank. It's great. Yeah, it's FDIC insured anyway. Yeah, right. I was talking to JR about that. I was like, yeah, it's sick. It's like the people the people don't even get charged. The banks just have to eat the loss. And JR, <laughs> JR Goldberg from Voices of Wrestling was like, actually, they don't even eat the loss. It just comes out of the insurers. Yep. And those are like the worst people. Maybe yep. even worse than the bank. It's up there. It's a toss-up. So, uh, yeah. So, Nick this, Gage. This is definitely a pro-bank robbery podcast. Yeah, just MDK. <laughs> so, style battle for the uninitiated is a one-day, eight-man elimination tournament. There's two brackets. This is definitely the best style battle lineup ever, right? Yeah. Like, whenever I've seen it before, I've been like, okay, but this sounds really cool. So, bracket A, Walter versus Nick Gage. I should say that uh, we didn't say anything else about the show. It's on (laughs) Sunday at 3 p.m. in Brooklyn at St. Finbar Church, the same place as Evolve 99. It's also going to be on live IP review and available through... So Walter versus Nick Gage is the big match that everybody's uh, pumped for, for sure. He's had uh, Nick Gage posted a video on YouTube. Uh, well, it's hard to imagine like Nick Gage using YouTube. So I'm sure somebody did that for Nick uh, that that the Internet loves. 
I got to say, I don't think I get Nick Gage other than like, I love bank robbery, but I'm not sure that I get Nick Gage. Is it like, is it an ironic thing that everybody's into Nick Gage? I think it like started out ironic, but now yeah. it's sincere because he's just so real. Like he I, I did know, a shoot like, running at Age of Death. Like no one no backstage knew it. He just like ran out and no he has like a real life aura of like, oh yeah, yeah somebody really did fuck up here. Um, sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a terrible take by you. And uh, I think you need I to go thought- sit in the corner <laughs> by yourself. Or by yourself the in the promo corner. video was like his promo skills are not that good. They're so good. Ah, uh, I just don't get it. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't get it. I got. I've never Walter seen a world class piece of shit. I mean, that rules. I'm in I on think that. Right. Everything about the promo rules. Yeah, and I'm in on like uh, the the gang talk. I'm in on that. Gangs are cool. Robbing yeah. banks is cool as hell. Um. Yeah. Calling people work world class. I love to fucking sit in the corner by myself. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I just I don't matter. know. I just find him, you know, very relatable to me in the lifestyle that I. I love that Gabe. Like my favorite part of this so far is that Gabe tweeted like, "Does he know this is a tournament?" Dude, it <laughs> like, rules. That's great, right? And the juxtaposition of like Nick Gage coming into Gabe's promotion is like hilarious and amazing. <laughs> Everything about it is great. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. Everybody wins. I lose. Yeah. All right. The the other match in bracket A is Joey Janela versus Joey Lynch. So it's like Joey Janela rules. I mean, yeah. When I first like I got into spring break and I was like, well, everything about this rules. And then I thought Janela was like a fine wrestler. Nothing like that exciting about him in the ring. But like he's gotten even better in the ring and he's continued to you know, work on his character to become even more compelling. And he's just like a really good success story. And uh, I'm rooting for him is basically what I'm saying. Bracket B, my dude, Lexington's own Shane Mercer takes on KTB. This should rule, right? Like they've been working together. They had great chemistry as a tag team. I bet they will have great chemistry. In this yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Rayo. I think Rayo was at spring break, right? Yeah, that sounds familiar. It feels like there's a very strong GCW presence yeah, yeah. Uh, on this show. Let's just yeah, see so Rayo. I don't I know nothing about him. I think we uh, saw him wrestle at Spring Break, maybe. But I, yeah. I don't know much about him either. So we're probably getting like Matt Riddle versus Shane Mercer, you think? Yeah. Which that should yeah, be I'm really looking forward to that. I have no feeling for whether for like Walter versus Nick Gage. Like I would think Walter, but you know, the guy that's kind of a wild card. Yes. Yeah. I don't know either. And also Rayo, I'm, I just did a little cage matching and Dominic Garini beat him at evolve 94 at Laboon. Oh, that's right. That's so, yeah, I definitely remember Rayo. Um, right. He was the guy who was like in the ring randomly. Right. Getting with the promo. Oh yeah. He's got, he has like a lot of hair, right? I think so. Because he's also the guy who lost to Yehi. Like when the show started, the match was like already going already. Right. In the ring. Maybe. I feel like those are different guys. Hold on. Let's just take a I'm just going to do a quick Google search. Rayo Wrestler. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Because like. No, I this just, is a different guy. Okay, man. The, uh, that's a different guy who you're thinking of. That guy had a lot of hair. This guy uh, does, doesn't look like he has. He has like a normal amount of hair. 
I'm so sorry, Ray. Like I, I don't mean that, but you've only wrestled once in Evolve, as far as I know. Yeah. So, so anywho, that wrong. Uh, yeah. So that'll be cool. And um, there's also going to be a non-tournament Fatal Four Way featuring athletes from AR Fox's WWA Four School. So they have really. Oh yeah, I'm looking at a picture of this guy, and I I remember him now. Yeah. Uh, they have really buried the hatchet, Gabe and AR Fox. I mean, he yeah. is going to have AR Fox's students work on this. And I'm just so glad that uh, Austin Theory could bring Gabe and AR Fox back together again. Yeah, as we learned in the minute. But it's interesting, too, because I want to see what's going to happen with... Um, like, I guess they talked in the mini-doc about how Austin Theory is AR Fox's student, and... The thing that brought AR Fox and WWE back together again was him being like, hey, I got the student. He's great. So, like, what does is, what is AR Fox think of Austin Theory mm. um, being a bad guy and his, and, mm. his, you know, his association with Priscilla Kelly? Like, what's their – that's what I want as a viewer. I'm like, what's their relationship like now? So that's, that's that's a cool idea. We could, like, some sort of story between those two would be – that could be very cool. Yeah. Right. I'm in on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, that's all the wrestling that we're here to talk about. Uh, I think one of the big things that I really took away from our last show was an agreement that was forged between the flagships Joe Lanza and Everything Evolves, Aaron Taub. Uh, well, I, I think really, I really think you should tell the people about it if they missed out on this uh, grand agreement. Yeah, so on our last episode at the very end, Joe Lanza, who is, I guess, just like a center right old, you know, he's, he's the <laughs> manager at a restaurant, right? Um, and uh, he agreed that the next time he's in the New York metropolitan area when he's visiting his family in New Jersey, he would come out to a meeting of the Democratic Socialists of America with me in Queens. If you would like, to come to a meeting of the Queens Democratic Socialists of America. You can come hang out at the Queens Electoral Working Group. That's 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 all kinds of campaigns. If you want to come create a more just, more equitable society through electoral action, we are we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do in 2018. There's um, a woman who's challenging like uh, primarying our like shitty congressman Joe Crowley. There's a man who's uh, primarying our shitty governor, Andrew Cuomo. So we're kind of figuring out what our priorities are for 2018 and 2019. We might try to get um, like a woke district attorney like they have in Philadelphia now. Come on out Monday, January 29th, 7 p.m. at Art House Astoria. That's the Queens Electoral Working Group. I'm on the organizing committee, so you got to come out and show love. And then if you want, maybe you're not into electoral action. Maybe you're like, nah, man, I don't do elections. Like, yeah, I'm like a real deal leftist that like doesn't want to win anything. You know, you can come out the general Queens branch meeting. So you got racial justice, climate justice, housing justice, socialist feminist group. Everybody's there. It's going to be great. Wednesday, January 31st, 7.30 p.m. at the New York Irish Center in Long Island City. Come on out solidarity forever and uh i don't know i'll be there in like my Lotus and gobernables hat so you'll know that like you've found your fellow member of the uh the wrestling left so uh that's my pitch and i feel like 
there like maybe aren't that many listeners in Queens. And if they are, they're like not going to come to this meeting. But I feel like even if we can just get like one or two more people um, exposing people to this dumb pitch is worth it. And, uh, you know. And, and while I'm not uh, an official DSA member, you can probably find a DSA or you may be able to find a DSA group uh, in your area. And if you can't find one, start one. That's Absolutely. I'm just looking up the official website so we can give that to people. DSAUSA.org. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this, you have nothing to lose but your chains. We got a world to win. <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening to the pro-socialist, pro-bank robbery, uh, anti I don't know. What are we anti today? I didn't have a good thing there. I'm sorry. Um, just sort of, uh, we're like anti um, ring attire that smacks of fascism, <laughs> but isn't like explicitly fascist. We're super against that. Uh, and as always, we are uh, pro Gabe and Sal, not Stalin and Mao. Amen. Okay. Well, uh, the shows are coming up this weekend. We'll be back to break down those shows. Uh, I don't know, maybe on Monday. We'll see what happens and uh, look forward to talking to you guys then. So make sure to subscribe. Uh, You can subscribe to the entire Voices of Wrestling podcast network or you can subscribe just to Everything Evolves if that's all you need to put into your veins. You can get us on the Google Play Music Network or whatever that's called now. So if you're using an Android device, you can get us there. Uh, make sure to rate and review. I don't know if anybody has done that yet, like left a review for our show on iTunes. I've never checked. If you have, I really appreciate it, and I'll go check sometime. So uh, I think that's it. We'll see you next week. For Aaron, I'm Aaron. See ya. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.